Welcome to Movie Draft with Nick and Keegs. Follow the podcast on Instagram at movie underscore draft. Subscribe, listen, and rate the pod on Apple and Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm guest announcer Adrian Metzler. Enjoy the show. Okay, now where's my check? The Movie Draft with Nick and Keegs. All right, we're doing standalone blockbusters for this episode's these are movies that no sequel, no prequel, yep. no maybe a TV show's related. I guess I really didn't double check on that, but really no other cinematic universe. So no Marvel movies, no Batman, right? No James Bond, no. It's just there's a lot of ones that are off the table, but that's a good way to highlight movies that don't get a lot of uh, talk these days anymore. Well, I feel like it's. Original movies, too. Because yes, yeah, original stories. Original stories. Not I mean, IP, yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of these are adaptations, obviously, from books or things like that, but none of them are remakes, none of them, you know, they're all original ideas that were put to screen that still found a way to make money and become popular and, like, become a part of movie history. Exactly. Yeah. And when I think of these movies, I think of the summer, I think of blockbusters. Absolutely. Though all of these won't exactly be in the summer, but that's what I think of. Uh, pretty much they all are, I guess, off the I was top of my say, head. Mine, at, yeah. mine, almost 95% of mine were summer. So finally, after a two-week drought, <laughs> I get the number one pick. We we pick off uh, off air, and I get the number one pick. Finally, it's been since episode one, since I picked uh, Dottie Henson from A League of Their Own. Yeah, I've had the advantage. I'm, I'm, y- yes, I'm, you have? I'm a little nervous going into this one. Okay, so my strategy for this is, like we always do every week, we pick five, uh, five... Uh, whatever the theme is, and then one wild card. Oh, wow. So this one with the five, it was a nice number. It brought me back to my youth as a kid going to a movie theater, and it had five screens, and that was a mm. big deal. So I treated it like you're going up to the movies on a random night, and you got a little something for everybody. You got a family movie, you got an action movie, you got a horror, you got a comedy. So I tried to make it like it was all happening at one movie theater. Yeah. So uh, that was my strategy behind it. So with my number one pick, I'm taking the granddaddy of them all, the biggest blockbuster that is not a sequel of anything. Mm-hmm. It's the most amazing movie. It's going to fill my family movie void. It's E.T. Yeah, you son of a bitch. Uh, That's why I got the number one pick. That was my number one. Oh, you're killing me. E.T., can you say that? Can you say E.T.? E.T. 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 Be good. I taught him that too. You should give him his dignity. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Well, what? Yeah, well, what else? I know. What I've I know. I know. That's what else the one. That's it the is. one. It I is. hate to do it to you, but that's no, the one. It's that's strategy, both, man. All right. I guess we really haven't talked on the air. We both love Spielberg. Yes. Your favorite movie is Jaws. My favorite movie is Jurassic Park. Yep. They happen to be directed by the guy who directed this movie, E.T. Yep. Uh, he's 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 the man. Yep. And I see this as, I mean, he set the, he, he, he basically made the term of blockbuster with Jaws in 75. Exactly. But he redefines it in 82 with E.T. Exactly. This movie is perfect in my eyes. I, I, I just rewatched it like a week ago. And it's just, it's so great because it works as a family film. It works as a science fiction film. But it also works as total Oscar critic bait too, because there's a lot, lot of deep 
dark themes going on in this movie. You've got the government control. You've got this family going through a divorce. Well, it's an ultimate divorce movie. It is. Um, I'm not a child divorce. You're not. So, I'm not, no. But, but it, uh, it is a big child divorce movie. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Seminal, yeah. And, and it, it paves the way for Stranger Things and yep. everything else to go. Kids on Bikes, it's a great uh, genre. Oh, it's a fantastic Kids on Bike movie. It's, it's, it's the penultimate Kids on Bikes movie. It kind of, yeah, starts it off. And it takes that idea of, it takes that boy and his dog idea. Boy finds a, you know, a stray dog in the wild and they grow up together and does it with an alien. And it's, it's awesome. Now, what is that trivia about Re- the Reese's Pieces? What was it supposed to be? It was supposed to be M&M's, right? It was supposed to be M&M's, I believe. Wow. They yeah. must be so mad that they... I mean, Reese's Pieces and that were like... For 10 years, you couldn't think of those two apart. Yeah. That's well, crazy. and I know I know that the beer that he drinks in the movie is Coors, only because Coors was just recently available nationwide. Oh, yeah. It was only available yep. in that, that region of the in, country. In, in Colorado for a long time. And then, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yep. Uh, that movie's awesome. Um, your dog's named after a character from that movie. My it's, dog is named after Drew Barrymore's character, Gertie. Yep. Yeah, so it's like Spielberg is a god, oh, and I had to take him number one. I'm sweating a little bit now. All right, you're up really number two. Uh, you're up number one. What's your number one? Oh, okay, hold on. Give me two seconds. I got to adjust now. Now, what was your strategy going in before? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so my it? strategy was going to be purely, um, purely personal. Purely selfish, like these are big blockbuster movies that meant everything to me growing up, or some in my later years, but uh, just not necessarily crowd-pleaser picks, but my favorite picks from movies that fall under this $100 million or more category. Oh, that's right. I think we forgot to mention that. It has to be a standalone blockbuster, and it has to make at least $100 million. At least $100 million. Okay, so I am going to... Change tactics a bit. Oh, because that was my big pick. Um, all right, so I'm going to follow up with my first pick being Pulp Fiction. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord. When I lay my vengeance upon thee. How much did that make at the box office? $108 million. Oh, just got in there. Okay. <laughs> just got in there. It is the, the I mean, as great as Reservoir Dogs is, Pulp Fiction is the start of the Tarantino-verse, if you want to use that as a term. Like, it, oh, yeah. it brings everything Tarantino to the forefront. It brought him in critics' eyes, in... The movie going public size in the Academy's eyes, like this is the movie that skyrocketed him to fame and um, basically set the tone for what we we know as Tarantino speak. His uh, musical choices, like everything, is laid down in this movie, and I love the fact that this was able to make over a hundred million dollars. Like that surprised a, me. I did. I thought it was just a little bit under. It was a pretty cheaply made movie. Um, I don't have the specs here, but I'm guessing it was probably around like fifty-ish. Yeah, maybe yeah. something like that. So oh, even less than that, I bet. Probably less. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably like around that. the thirties. But yeah, I bet twenty thirty in that range yeah. or something like that. Um, we did a big Tarantino episode uh, last episode yep. talking about uh, all his movies and his characters. And, yeah, that movie, uh, that's a great pick. Yeah. Uh, you, had to, you had to audible. Call audible. <laughs> I had to audible. Um, so 
You took my family pick. I'm going to move my family pick for another one later. I have one that I don't think you're going to take. Hopefully you don't take it. But we'll, well, I got family locked up in my cinema, so I got the yeah. kids and the yeah. uh, and okay. the, the so, families over there. So then this is my this is my adult pick. This is my this is my adult movie like leave the kids at home pick is Pulp Fiction, I guess. Definitely along your lines. Definitely what you got there. <laughs> uh, for my number 2 pick, I'm going to take a, a more recent blockbuster, but this movie was huge. Yep. This movie is I think it's the second highest grossing non-sequel franchise movie, Christopher Nolan's Inception. Let me ask you a question. You never really remember the beginning of a dream, do you? You always wind up right in the middle of what's going on. I guess, yeah. So how did we end up here? Well, we just came from the... Uh... Think about it, Ariadne. How did you get here? Where are you right now? It was everywhere that summer. He was in the middle of the Dark Knight trilogy, so there was buzz around anything he did. And this movie and the Dark Knight trilogy pretty much cemented his like uh, his legacy in cinema. Absolutely. Now, we're, we're living through it this year with Tenet in 2020 and all the craziness. Yep. And how that movie was the movie of the summer, even though it wasn't really even seen by anybody until the very <laughs> end of summer. Right. Well, everyone was anticipating it. Everyone was just like, when am I going to get to see Tenet? And the movie had this mysterious tone. It really fit the fit the vibe of this year. Yeah. So I still have not seen it. I haven't seen it because you and me are both. The, yeah. So it's... Yep. And... So he and this is where that aura began because Inception just blew my mind. Uh, the music, the even though the bong really mm-hmm. isn't in the movie, it's not. That, that's one of the Mandela effects uh, of that movie. <laughs> yep. Uh, just uh, and uh, the acting, the cast is great. I mean, you got young Tom Hardy before you knew it was Tom Hardy. Yep. And you got uh, Leo just being awesome. Leo. You got Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I love Joseph Gordon-Levitt in this movie. He's great He's in the movie. Uh, I mean, he gets the iconic hallway scene, fighting yep. scene. And the visuals are great. It's it's an awesome movie. It made a ton of money. A ton of movie money. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, it was uh, what I had listed like two ninety three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yep. for a movie that is original story, no no IP, no based on a. It was all from the mind of him and his brother. Yep. Uh, that's pretty incredible. That's my number two pick. I guess you could say that's kind of for the adults or maybe the cinephiles uh, oh, going to the movies. Absolutely, yeah. I remember this time, like, as much as I enjoyed the Dark Knight trilogy, I always looked forward to Nolan's in-between movies because he always released a movie in between them. Whereas, like, right after Batman Begins, you had The Prestige. And then right after Dark Knight Inception, Dark Knight Return or Dark Knight Rises uh, was Interstellar. So, like, his yeah. in-between movies are always, like, really interesting and different and... And I think uh, Prestige is probably my favorite, my personal favorite of his. Prestige is awesome. I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, it's such a weird, like, okay, wait, what's going on? And then when you find out, oh, it's just what's this, there's two things going on. Yeah. It's, it's such a great movie. When you I look at that. that cast, I mean, that movie has David Bowie in it. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, got, it's a great cast. Yeah, it's got David Bowie, Andy Serkis, and then you got Wolverine, Batman, and Black Widow. And Black Widow. Yeah, it's yeah. like, yep. you got it. And a, Alfred. Don't forget Alfred. Like, that's right. in it, too. And Andy Serkis is the new Alfred for Robert Patterson, oh. too. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you forgot about Blowing that. Blowing minds on the yeah, podcast yeah. <laughs> right now. I love it. Okay, Inception, my number two pick. What do you got for number All two? All right, so I feel like I need to get another big money pick like your Inception. And, man, I'm still reeling from that E.T. grab. Um, So. I love it. I love it. What I'm going to choose for my number two pick, huge movie, not only because of the star power that was connected to it, but also arguably one of the best 
child actor performances ever laid on screen. I'm going with The Sixth Sense. I want to tell you my secret now. movie was massive and it's it's weird you know thinking of the times that we live in where there's spoilers spoilers abound i i I was able to avoid spoilers for this movie um until its video release oh wow you didn't see it in theaters huh well technically i mean i saw it in a last run theater Mm -hmm. so i saw it probably like a month or two before, well no probably like a few weeks before it was released on video okay okay yeah. I know you're talking about a yep. dollar theater yeah dollar yeah, theater yeah. but um but yeah and this movie blew my mind and I feel like it, it joins the usual suspects as one of those movies where it's like highly rewatchable so you can catch things mm-hmm. and I can't tell you how many times I've rewatched it was the beginning of a uh, spoiler alert maybe not saying it but just like yeah don't ruin the movie and it was probably I mean you get those movies every few years or a generational type one. Yeah. And this was one of those that like you did not want to ruin it for people. Yep. And it, it was great. Yeah. Haley Joe Osmo was great in it. Mm-hmm. It's great to see that he's still doing acting today. Yeah. Uh, and he's doing mostly comedy and he's great at it. He's really good at uh, it. Yeah. This is great Bruce Willis before he took a deep dive off a cliff <laughs> and he just did a lot of VOD movies and stuff like that. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, you got uh, Tony Collette who is like, now all of a sudden years later like uh, just a uh, a horror movie goddess like yeah. she's in a ton of and stuff she was now. nominated for this performance she was too. nominated she's for that yeah. in this movie. Uh, Olivia Williams is great too this is right uh, around Rushmore so she's having a yep. moment as well yep yeah that's a great movie good it's pick awesome movie and I remember like even even, even after seeing it like f- friends coming to me and be like hey did you know about the theory with the color red in that movie and then, and then yep. finding that, and then going back, like, like, like even with before the red the internet, knob, yeah, with yeah, the red yep. knobs, and every time, every time there would be red, it was when he was present. Yeah. So that movie would have been great to have out uh, in the age of the internet because it would have been fun to dissect it. And yeah. It wouldn't have gotten spoiled because you know we don't we try not to spoil movies and right. it seems like that's happening with like uh, Tenet. I haven't gotten spoiled by. I it. haven't gotten spoiled by that one yet either. And we know people very close to us who have seen it. Yes. And yes. make it known that they've seen it. Yeah. I'm just I'm waiting for them to finally announce the video on demand release so I can just watch it at home. Yeah. Just but, laser focus on that. Yeah. I think we need to do a watch together on that. We one. definitely yes, do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So my number three pick. Um, I'm going to go comedy. Okay. And I'm going to go with... And comedy is a little bit easier to grab because... Well, they do sequels, but not as much as they used to. And this one, everyone was dying for a sequel. Why can't you do a sequel to this movie? And it never happened. And I think that's for the best because it makes this movie even better. Bridesmaids. Hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm good. I feel I'm so much more relaxed. Thank you, Helen. I just feel like... I'm excited, and I feel relaxed, and I'm ready to party with the best of them, and I'm gonna go down to the river. (laughs) Wow, it looks like somebody's really relaxing now. It's absolutely. Uh, it was a moment movie. It it had a big thing. It it had that silly thing that girls could be funny thing, which is stupid. Mm-hmm. Girls always could be funny. I could, I've watched old movies where women are funny. It's like yes. stupid. But yeah. Bridesmaids had a moment. It was a huge movie. Oh man, that movie cracked me up. 
That's I, so good. I remember seeing it with 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 a group of friends and just yep. crying, laughing. Yeah, in the it, theater watching this movie. Uh, the you got your toilet humor. You got all the yep. humor you'd have in old school, but it's women and but funny women. My goodness, yep. they're all great. I love all of them in this. Um, Kristen Wiig's great in it. I really love Maya Rudolph. She's funny in oh, it. Oh, Maya Rudolph's great in this. Um, it's uh, Ellie Kemper's good as the the, the <laughs> one, yeah, and that's before yep. she uh, goes on to uh, be on the office. Uh, it's right around the office time. It was right around that time, yeah. yeah. And I remember like it's it it felt like it had been a minute since a comedy had been that big, had made that much amount of money. Yeah, that was the other thing you know? too, and I think it, because it happened to be women, that's what happened. It but it was bigger. Yeah. it was like a huge comedy, and I. You know, and I'm not a huge Paul Fig fan of his other stuff. I don't, I don't like the Ghostbusters, and for reasons. I thought not, it was okay. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it had nothing to do with the all female. No, it didn't. It, was the it, <laughs> it felt like a yeah. It was like, Chris Hemsworth was my favorite part of that movie. Yes, he was hilarious. The, the Mike Hat bit is is comedy genius. Oh yeah, that was. And well, I and love that. The other thing, I, the problem I had. Okay, not to go on a complete tangent. No, it's okay. Problem I had with that movie is the first two Ghostbuster films had a really good handle on balancing. Both the comedy and the scare factor, the horror factor. Whereas this, you know, remake reboot just completely let the horror element go by the wayside and try. And to it was shiny uh, CGI. Oh, it and was just CGI. It was just too shiny. And I mean, uh, the the first Ghostbusters and second Ghostbusters had CGI and oh, it had practical yeah. stuff too. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. You, you lost the horror factor because it was it was bright shiny. Marvel CGI mm-hmm. and it didn't work for Ghostbusters. You want a little yeah. bit more gritty. So yep. anyway, but Bridesmaids, the other Paul Fig movie, is yes. great. I love it. <laughs> great movie. Um yeah. It I think I saw it twice in theaters. I probably went on a date and I went with some friends or something, yeah. but it was a great movie. Your number three pick. All right, number three pick. I'm going with my family pick now. All right. Um this is a movie it's fairly recent. I guess now it's well okay, now it's like 11 years old. But um <laughs> but uh I had to have an animated pick because animated movies make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. But it was hard to pick an animated movie that hasn't had a sequel. <laughs> but thankfully this one um was a big a big movie for me when it was released. It was it came out right when uh, my now wife and I were dating, and um, it's become a big movie for us throughout our marriage. I gotta go with Up. Good afternoon. My name is Russell, and I am a wilderness explorer in Tribe 54, Sweat Lodge 12. Are you in need of any assistance today, sir? No. I could help you cross the street. No. I could help you cross your yard. No. I could help you cross your porch. No. Well, I gotta help you cross something. Uh, no, I'm doing fine. Just a wonderfully animated movie. Uh, it has, to this day, I think, the best 15 minutes Pixar has ever put to film. That makes me cry. I don't it know. It makes me cry every time I watch it. It's it's the it's an entire marriage told through just image and beautiful music by Michael Giacchino. Um. And I still think Pixar has not topped that scene since it was released in 2009. It's not on the heartstrings. That's a, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I I was lobbying very because I was working at Blockbuster at the time this was released. And me and a few of the other workers there were discussing what should win Best Picture in 2009. It ended up being The Hurt Locker. Mm -hmm. But I argued hard for Up. Oh, really? Winning the Best Picture because 
It's a drama. It's an adventure film. It's a buddy comedy. It has elements of Raiders of the Lost Ark in it, which is crazy. I absolutely love this movie, and the fact that it almost made $300 million in the, in the domestic box office is pretty amazing. That was in the sweet zone of Pixar where they could do no wrong. Absolutely. I feel like the luster's off a little bit, and who knows with the way everything is now with movies, like, yep. that era's over. Yeah. Because I think Toy Story 4, it made some good money, but it it's not a big a deal anymore when right. Pixar makes that money. But when Up was a big deal, I remember that was a big... Yeah, because this was coming off of, I want to say, Wally was just before it. And that is my favorite Pixar movie. That's your favorite? Yeah. Oh, I love Wally. That's, that, that's in my top five. And it's, the visuals of Wally movie. is what I love, and I just love the simplicity of the story. It's not really, I mean, there are zany stuff that happened, but it's yeah. just a really simple morality to I love Wally. Yeah. And Up Up is up there in the top three for me. Nice. It, it, it battles out in the top three Pixar films. You took my number four pick, Sixth Sense. Yes. I, I, I didn't want to reveal it until now, but okay. yes, you did take one of my picks. Good. But I got a backup. But it was your number four. It wasn't your number one. Like yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't as high up I needed to get. Ugh. So I'm going to go with, uh, I needed like a, a horror movie or kind of an adult movie like The Sixth Sense. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go with, and it's an Oscar winner, and it's Russell Crowe's The Gladiator. <laughs> you were here? I thought you were going to take my next pick. <laughs> All right. Well, it was probably on my short list because I was scratching oh, my head. This was on my short list, too. It, like, this is a rare one because not only was this an absolute hit, it was released in the summertime. It was released in May, I want to say. It was early summer when this was released. And it still found its way into the Oscar race and won, mm -hmm. which is crazy. Yeah. You, yeah. Don't, you don't see that often anymore. And there was talks of having a sequel for it. I hope it doesn't happen. And that, that won't happen. Well, it was Nick Cave wrote the screenplay. The, really? The musician, Nick yeah, Cave. Yeah, yeah, And it was about uh, Maximus coming back uh, from hell and, like, fight, and like in hell and fighting demons. It was weird. See, that sounds like a, more of an anime than <laughs> yeah, an actual yeah, movie. Yeah, it's just Give weird. Give me an anime sequel. Yeah, it was weird, <laughs> bizarre stuff. But that movie was great. I mean, you got... Oh. Classic Joaquin Phoenix before he became Joaquin Phoenix. Yep. He was more like, oh, that was River Phoenix's brother. Yep. But after this, then he became Joaquin. Yep. Um, it's such a great movie. It, it you know, it's really Scott. You can't go wrong. Absolutely, and it's the movie that basically made Russell Crowe a household name. Like before this, he had done a few things notable, but this was like, and by notable, I mean virtuosity. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, no, I feel like 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 this this was was what brought him into that light and i think it's exactly why he gets cast in um a beautiful mind yep yep and then cinderella man after that like this this and then he goes on the run his. yeah this Absolutely. starts off a career for him yep. well he went back to back oscars with this in a beautiful mind yeah. so he uh he kind of goes into the tom hanks territory there yep. he kind of levels off a little bit and he had some he's just kind of a, a tempered guy hot yeah. tempered guy so but i remember seeing this in the theaters uh, what, it's 2000, right? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I remember seeing it in the theater and just being blown away by not only the epic scope of it, but the, like, realistic use of CGI. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was so well done that it looked real. It looked like they were in ancient Rome. And they looked, just did yeah. enough to make it look real. That's, Absolutely. That's what you do, the subtlety yeah. of it. Which is, you know, the Spielberg of it all. You know, yeah. You gotta know, you gotta know your limits. Yeah. All right, so that's my number four pick. What do you got for number four? It. All right, number four is a it's my big drama pick 
I would say Pulp Fiction is my kind of indie adult pick. Uh, Sixth Sense was my horror pick. Up was my family pick. Uh, yeah, this one is my drama pick with, 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 with comedy. And with this pick, I have to ask you one question. Mm-hmm. Colonel Jessup, did you order the Code Red? You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Really? A few good men? Yes, sir. Oh, wow, okay. $141 million. It, based on Aaron Sorkin's play, this is the um, the first like major on-screen release of the Sorkin speak. Well, this is uh, uh, his first play he ever wrote. First play he ever wrote. So this yep. is the first screenplay he got made because then he made Malice after this yep. that I never saw. This is probably top three movies that I've watched the most in my mm-hmm. entire life. I had I have rewatched this movie so many times. I just watched it last week because I watched The Trial of Chicago 7. Right. Yep. So I was like, give me more Sorkin Courtroom. Yep. I watched Steve Jobs also. Oh, that's uh, a great movie. Um, Social Network's not far behind because it's always watching at my house. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's in my top 10. Yep. So I love Sorkin. I'm jealous of this pick. I didn't realize that it made that much money. Yeah. And it just wasn't really on my radar. Yeah. And this was a courtroom drama that made... Rob Reiner directed it. Yeah. Yep. Well, but Rob Reiner, this was th- this was right on the tail end of his like massive run of hits. Yeah, it was the tail end of the eighties and yep. the beginning of the nineties. Yeah, yeah, and um, he like I love everything about this movie. It has my favorite Tom Cruise performance. It has it's up there as one of my favorite Jack Nicholson performances. It's so well written, so well acted. It's just it's just a fantastic movie, and I was so excited to see that it made over a hundred million dollars. Nice. I was like, hell yes, I've been putting this on my list <laughs> because this was not only one of those movies that I watched a lot by myself, but it was a movie my family rewatched a lot. Yeah, like, yeah. and I mean, it's probably because it got a lot of cable play, yeah, like TNT it was on TNT lot. all the time. Yeah. But anytime it was on, be like. You know, my my parents would be, hey, we're watching we're watching a few good minutes about twenty minutes in. Okay, and then you watch it to the end. Nice, nice. Yeah. Your number five pick. Alright, I need a date movie. You do I mean Bridesmaid's a good date movie, but I want the ultimate date movie. Oh. I wanna get out my pottery wheel. I want a, a little righteous oh, brothers. Wow. Ghost. Hell yeah. What a mate tell her. Tell her she's wearing the shirt that I spilt the margarita on and the earrings I gave her for Christmas. Molly, Sam says to tell you you're wearing the shirt that he spilled the margarita on and the earrings he gave you for Christmas. Don't you see? I'm not a fake. Not about this. Uh, pick. My wife just watched it recently. I didn't have a chance to, but she's like, I love this movie, even I'm, though it's so silly. I love this movie. It, it is. It's a cheese fest. I rewatched it too recently. It's still a great movie, though. <laughs> and it is. It was huge. I mean, that scene has been pater, uh, parodied oh, yeah. hundreds of times. Yep. It is iconic. That song was an old song, All My Love. It just it rose Righteous up. Righteous Brothers, Unchained yeah. Melody. Yep. Unchained yep. Melody, yep. That was going to be one of my needle drops, actually. Yes, that's a good needle yes. drop, too. Yeah, yes. it's surprising we didn't bring that up. but Yeah. Uh, so it's a well-rounded uh, five-screen uh, uh, movie theater for me. No, I think And that I ghost think rounds solid. it off perfectly. Yeah. No, I like, I, I, I like your list a lot. Like, Ghost, I, <laughs> I, I rewatched this recently. And I was watching it by myself, and my wife came home right during right during the ending of the movie when when Sam goes to heaven. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. 
She walks in and she looks at me and my eyes are completely red and full of tears. She's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm watching ghosts. I know it's dumb, but man, <laughs> it gets you. And it's just, you know, but I do think this movie doesn't work without Whoopi Goldberg. Okay. Yeah. You have to have Whoopi as that levity quotient in this movie. Uh, otherwise, it's too cheesy. Yeah, yeah, it's you need a little like what the heck? Yeah. yeah, like Whoopi, well deserved Oscar from this movie. It, it's got her egot too. Yeah, she has an egot yep. because of this movie. So, Absolutely, yeah. and yeah, it's it, it's just a fun movie and and such a decade defining movie. Even though it came out in ninety, like yeah, it it, it, it defined the romantic comedy, romantic film for the entire decade. Yep, yep exactly, and yeah. that's why I picked it. It's uh, it's my date night movie. That's a good one. All right, what's your Love number it. five? My number five is my main guilty pleasure pick. I had to have a guilty pleasure pick, and it basically encompasses every genre that I have depicted here except for family. It's um, a badass action movie. It's a hardcore sci-fi film. It's a body horror gross-out pick. It's Total Recall. Sweetheart, be reasonable. After all, we're married. Consider that a divorce. I love this movie so much. It's my favorite Schwarzenegger film. It made $119 million in, um, in the theater. I doubt that it made a large profit because I feel like in 90, when this was released, it was probably a pretty high-cost film. Because mm-hmm. this was Verhoeven's movie, um, you know, after RoboCop. Uh, I want to say it was right after Basic Instinct. So he could kind of write his own thing. And he was like, hey, let's do this crazy Philip K. Dick story. No, it was before Basic Instinct. Was, was it before? Yeah, okay. this is before Sherrod Stone was Sherrod Stone. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Cause she, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She, she said that. But I, I absolutely love this movie. And... Um, just like A Few Good Men, I was so happy to see that this made over $100 million. So you thought of the movie first before you looked it up? No. Oh, okay. No. Nice, nice, nice. I was just scrolling the list, and I was like, Total Recall? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. How do you feel about Total Recall? It, it's good. It's okay. Um, I'm not a huge <laughs> like uh, Arnold guy in the 80s, but uh, yeah. it, it has its moments. I watched it recently. And uh, I think uh, it, it's good. It has both. I've never seen the remake. So. It's so, don't watch the remake. No, no, it's, no, no, no. It's, this movie's just so ridiculous in all the right, right ways to me. It, it shows. And I feel like because I used to battle between this and Predator as my favorite Schwarzenegger films. But this one actually has Arnold act. When you really look at his like career-defining films, he doesn't really act a lot <laughs> whereas this one actually you know where, where he's playing the other version of quaid and like it actually shows his range as an actor yeah yeah so no i agree i it's a it, it's a good performance by him and it's just it's out there bonkers oh yeah in the paul it's, verhoven way it's but ridiculous it, yeah, yeah but it's uh it works it's a it's a fun bad watch yeah good bad watch more good than bad for sure Oh yeah, the effects kind of get a little. Oh, the effects, yeah, they go. And the dialogue, but but then there are cool effects like the the old woman and the, the, the mask that comes yeah. off. That's See, awesome. And same, uh, Rob Bottin did the effects. Same guy that did the effects for John Carpenter's The Thing. So that's another. You know, that's why it holds very. That's dear why it's to me. a personal pick for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I had to go full on, just selfish personal pick, and yeah, Total Recall's it. 
Okay, let's run down our teams before we get into wild cards. Yes. So for my movie theater, I got E.T., Inception, Bridesmaids, Gladiator, and Ghost. I yeah. feel like you got a little something for everyone who go to the movies. Absolutely. For Keegan, you have Pulp Fiction, Sixth Sense, Up, A Few Good Men, and Total Recall. Jeff feels a pretty decent list. Too. That's a good I list, too. Like, I yeah. mean... These are ten solid, rock solid movies. Yeah, and you could totally call Total Recall a date movie. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you test to see if she's willing to put Absolutely. up with those type of yeah, movies. Yeah, it's a test yeah. movie. For yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Would Aaron have passed the test? Uh, she has still not seen this movie, so she didn't pass the test. So. Not yet. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I can prove my point there. Okay. <laughs> every time I, I I want to show her this movie, I, I remember the runtime. And it's it's a little over two hours. Uh-huh. It's 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 a lot to ask of someone, especially for a movie this weird. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, still you know, you know, maybe Valentine's Day this year. Maybe we'll just sneak it in late at night for yeah. the second movie of a feature, double feature. <laughs> yeah, or something. absolutely. Um, <laughs> let's go wild cards. Oh, I'm so excited about wild cards. Okay, so for my wild card, I I realized that I made a mistake. I'm still going to share you this information, and I'll give you my wild card. I'm just not very happy with this wild card this time. Okay. So I'm just lowering expectations. <laughs> so I looked up to see what movie domestically made just under a hundred million dollars. Yeah. And it was ninety-nine million point nine six seven point six seven zero million. So it was thirty-two thousand dollars short of a hundred million. Okay. But I forgot that it had a sequel because that movie was so bad. It was an animated movie, Nomeo and Juliet. <laughs> Um, I, re- I, I, remember, yeah. I remember this movie. I own this movie. <laughs> okay, yes. Yep. Um, th- but there was a sequel, though, with uh, Johnny with Depp. Johnny Depp. It's like, like a Sherlock, Sherlock Gnomes. Gnomes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I just realized that, so I'm like, good, because I don't want that on my wild card pick. I don't want that. Oh, okay, so we're just, we're just scrubbing we're this just one scrubbing out. We're just scrubbing it off because okay. it, it doesn't qualify because it has okay. a sequel, technically. All right. Because it's in that universe. Okay. I'm going to go with two... I'm going to go with two, uh, like... All-time favorite movies that just barely made the cut. And I hope you're okay with that. Yeah. I think I know exactly... I think I know one of them, for sure. All right, go ahead. You can name it for me. Seven? No. Oh, wow. Seven just made over $100 million. It just made so, over. I'm going just oh, under. Oh, just under. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Social Network. Really? Social Network made $96.9 million domestically. It wasn't a hit. It was a great hit like for critics... And it was talked about with people wow. who liked movies, but it didn't make a lot of movie money in the theaters. Okay. So I'm going to go Social Network with uh, my pick. I also had Schindler's List, but I'm just going to stick with just Social Network because yeah. that's more of a guilty pleasure movie. It's in my top ten movies but of all time. You can't call that a guilty pleasure. It's just it's a great a, movie. <laughs> a guilty pleasure for me because I rewatch movies just like you do. Yeah. And I, that's like in my top ten most rewatchable oh movies. Oh my god, this movie was on for a very long time right after it came out on DVD for me. It the was, soundtrack is amazing. Uh, uh, the acting is amazing. And yeah. just Aaron Sorkin's dialogue is just fun to have on. And yeah. uh, Social Network. Just I put, barely made it. And it also lost the Oscar... And don't get me started about the King's Speech Social Network. You can bleep this if you want to, but that was total bullshit. That total that lost, bullshit, yes. That, that, that lost to King's That's speech. the most we've ever sworn in the podcast. But that, I know. But it always makes it's me frustrating. Mad. And I bring it up to Adrian if we're watching like an award show or it comes up or the Oscars. And she's like, you're always talking about it. I'm like, because I hate that. I yeah. hate it. Because I don't like that movie. It's not very good. It's even worse than Saving Private Ryan losing out to Shakespeare in Love. I think so, yeah. Because Shakespeare yeah. in Love is, I mean, it's fine. It's a good movie. Yeah, but, but, yeah. but King's Speech is, no. 
I mean, I liked the King speech when I watched it. I have never rewatched that no. movie. Since and the, the Social Network is so relevant now. I mean, I'm yeah. dying for a sequel. And then it could truly be an, an, a wild card pick for me. Oh, man. Because you could do a sequel with the uh, 2016 election and yeah. everything that Zuckerberg's done so far. Yeah. Uh, it'd be amazing. I don't think it'll ever happen, but it'd be really cool. You'd have to get the same band back together. Too. Oh, you have to have Sorkin and you have to have Fincher. Fincher. Like, and you have no to have way. Eisenberg, too. Yeah. Because I feel like right next to Tom Cruise, I feel like Eisenberg is one of the best at Sorkin dialogue. Yeah. Delivering yeah. Sorkin dialogue. I mean, like, I never thought I'd say that about Tom Cruise, but the way that he delivers Sorkin's dialogue is amazing. And just about everyone on the West Wing, too. Well, you know, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm strictly, strictly movies. movies. Yeah, strictly yeah. Movies. yeah. It's fun to get new actors, especially the Trial of Chicago 7, to get new actors doing his dialogue. Sasha Baron Cohen. Sasha Baron Cohen, oh, Mark man. Rylance. Oh, Mark uh, Rylance, too. Frank yeah. Langella was great as the, the judge. Uh, yeah. Go see Trial of the Chicago 7. By mean go yeah. go, go to your, your couch, couch. <laughs> pop some popcorn. <laughs> yeah, that was a great movie. I enjoyed that one a lot. All right, so my wildcard pick, Social right. Network. So I'm gonna pitch you my wildcard pick first and see if it qualifies. This is kind of like what I had to do. Yes, yes, I like it. All right. So I chose a a pick from television. Yep, no, that's all right. All right. That is, I don't necessarily which 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 doesn't have box office attached to it, but. It's a standalone television series. It was one limited season. There's not going to be any sequel seasons. It's not going to continue. Not going to continue on. It was one solid thing that was a hit. That I feel redefined what you can do in the TV genre. Would you qualify that? Yeah, that it's work? wild card, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I bet it would make a hundred million. Yeah, the way you're building it up. Ah, uh, it totally would. Because it came out last year, and it just won a shit ton of Emmys. Watchmen. Oh, Watchmen, yeah. Yep. It's an adaptation. It's kind of a sequel. It's a sequel to the graphic novel more than it is a sequel to the movie. There was a movie, but this kind of removes itself away from the movie. No, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, this, I feel like if they if Damon Lindelof like wanted to direct, and he directed this movie, uh, like a truncated or like a three-hour movie of this season, yeah. it would have... It would have made a lot of money Absolutely. in the box office. So, and yeah. this, like, this was such a timely miniseries, uh, you know, with all of the um, racial topics and mm. social topics that were going on in it. And it's just, it was so, I mean, you come to expect a level of quality from HBO when it comes to production design. But this just blew it out of the water. Yeah, it was with movie quality. Visual effects. Yeah, it was absolutely movie quality. It was was it was it nine or ten episodes? I think it was nine. Nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was it was a nine hour movie that had me riveted from the first scene to the final scene within the swimming pool. Like and just it, yeah, the mystery of it. Yeah, it was the, great. Yeah, yeah, like the way that it unraveled and and that flashback episode that floored me. I mm -hmm. I, I just think. I haven't watched Lovecraft Country yet. Yeah. And I've heard that it hits a lot of the same beats, but it's it's going to be a while till something tops Watchmen for me when it comes to just a limited series that's self-contained. And I was I was so happy when I heard Lindelof say that he wasn't going to do a second season. Yeah. That yeah. it was just one and done. This is what I wanted to do. I did that. And I feel like that's what kind of has hamstrung him before mm -hmm. is when he's overstayed his welcome with things. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, I agree. And, uh, I haven't seen The Leftovers. That was the show he did before, but I heard that's like one of the best TV shows I've ever watched. So, yeah. 
Like, that's really cool, too. And Watchmen is great. I love that season. Regina King won an Emmy for it. <sighs> She's, She's so amazing. good in it. And uh, really good. Go check that out. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's uh, do some honorable mentions. Apollo 13 is a huge one. Ooh, that's a good one. I, did, I, didn't, actually, have that. I didn't have that one on my list. Okay, let's uh, let's do this, though. Let's just go back and forth real rapid fire. Let's name some movies. Okay. All right, so Apollo 13 was one I didn't That's have. a great one. This one I was shocked did not make your list. Forrest Gump. Yep, it was on my short list. It was on your short you list. You know, it's okay. not near and dear to my heart. Yeah. And I feel like I got um, what I needed with the Inception and Gladiator for the adults Absolutely, a little bit. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. And Social Network almost for the Oscar bait one. All right. Uh, here's one I'm surprised you didn't have. Uh, who framed Roger Rabbit? That almost took place of E.T. for me. Okay. But I wanted to get the that Sixth Sense on there. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was another big, huge movie for me growing up. So, yeah, that was that was on the short list for sure. All right, what do you got? Um, I, I am actually proud of the both of us that this one didn't even make it into honorable mention just because of how big of a hit it was. Titanic. I'm very proud of both of us. Yeah, it wasn't even on my list. I didn't even. I just glazed over it. I did too. I was like, I was like, yeah, I made almost seven hundred million dollars, but uh, it's but, just yeah. It, it was huge. It was a huge movie. It was a huge movie. It, it's good. I'm 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 very proud of the both of us. I feel I feel closer to you as a friend now, knowing yes. that you chose not to even put that near your list. No offense to anybody involved in the movie, but no, it's, like it's it's too easy. It's too easy. it's too easy of a pick. Absolutely, I totally agree. If you were gonna take Bridesmaids, uh, super bad. Yeah, didn't, didn't make a big of a hit like culturally, like Bridesmaids, but yeah. it still made a, a lot of money. This one almost made it onto my list just because it's another personal favorite. This might have this probably would have overtaken Total Recall if. That would have been taken, or I decided to change it up. Uh, Twister. Yep, I had Twister as well. Yeah, two hundred and forty-two million. I didn't know. It, I, I knew it was a hit. I didn't know it was that big of a hit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, if Ghost didn't uh, get taken, uh, if if Ghost did get taken by you, I was yeah. going to take uh, Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, that's a good one. That's another big one. Yep. I think that one was bigger than You've Got Mail for the Meg Ryan Tom Hanks combos. Yep. That one was quite the hit. Another Rob Reiner joint. Yeah. See, and I had another another comedy possibility was Wedding Crashers. For me. Yep, that's another one. Because that made over yep. 200. Uh, let's see. Uh, Saving Private Ryan. Yep, I had that one on my list. Top Gun was on my list, too. Top Gun's a good one, though the sequel's already been made. Oh, so that's true. That, that doesn't count. Um, yep. I had a one. It was kind of going to be a wild card one I was thinking about. Uh, a little Michael Bay, Don Simpson uh, combo. Armageddon. Jerry Brockheimer. Uh, Armageddon, The Rock, Con Air. That yeah, trilogy. All of those. those all, I always lump those together. Um, what's another one you could throw in there? Pearl uh, Harbor. Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. Though that's more of like a bad drama. I yeah. would say maybe Crimson Tide. Oh, yeah. But I don't know how yeah. much that one made. But uh, I had a bunch of those. Another personal favorite comedy that almost made the list was The Birdcage. Okay, nice. That's a yeah, good one. I love that yeah, one. Yeah, comedies, there's a lot of good ones. Yeah, yep. nice. The Martian. Oh, yeah. That's a new classic that is, it's just, it's timeless. It's so rewatchable. Yep. It's got great music, great acting, great cast. That's, I had Independence Day written down, but now I'm realizing that did have a sequel. That had a very bad sequel. <laughs> Horrible <right>. sequel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, World War Z didn't get a sequel made, so yep. that, that's a pretty good one. And then I had Gravity as well. Yep. I had that one on my list. Another one that made just over, it made $101 million in the box office. Unforgiven. Oh, okay, nice, nice. Yep. That's a that was a very big movie at the time too, because mm-hmm. it was kind of pegged as his last western. Yeah, almost, and a so. best picture winner too. Yeah, that's right. And uh, uh, Morgan Freeman was nominated. I think he won. No, no, he won for no. Miss Daisy. But yep. uh, yeah, good honorable mentions. Got any more? 
Uh, no, that's, that's yeah, that was pretty much my whole too. list. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty much from the same list, though it looked like personal picks came into it more Absolutely. on yours than mine. I feel like I kind of went for the top, and you went for more personal I, picks. I, yeah, I, I definitely went for more personal picks. And this was a fun one. Like It shows, like as much as I gripe about how Hollywood isn't coming out with a lot of original things, it was nice to go to go back and see all of the original films that were recognized with our movie going dollars. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's, it was it was really fun to see that that you know this was still you know in existence in the mid to late 2000s and you know hopefully we'll I mean with all this going on hopefully we'll start to see more original content because Oh, I feel like uh the IPs might be I mean they're they're behind the eight ball now with just productions and stuff and I feel yeah. like original cheaper made movies on a budget but still good movies yep. are going to get made. I know Movies were filmed during the quarantine that like sold for thirty million dollars. There's a movie with Zendaya. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I heard about on that Netflix. One. Yeah. Yep. So, so uh, we might get a lot of original stories. So, uh, you know, in ten years, this list might have some stuff that we haven't seen yet. Absolutely. You know, I feel like with, especially with quarantine and writers stuck in quarantine, I feel like that that pushes you to be creative to try to like find some escape from what's going on in your day-to-day -day life. You know, I feel like we're going to see some great original screenplays. Was there a standalone movie we didn't mention? Tell us on Instagram at movie underscore draft. Next week, we'll be talking about the Alfred Hitchcock movie North by Northwest. Thanks for listening. See you next time. For those that don't know, Nick edits every episode, so <laughs> he might edit this. This may not make it. This is all falling on deaf ears, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>